welcome to episode 170 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's Word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about five different types of prayer. Let's dive in. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about this idea of prayer. Now, we know that scripture talks a lot about prayer, but I wanted to talk about several key different ideas or types of prayer that we find in scripture. Typically, when we pray, we tend to focus on mainly one of these, but we need to remember that there are a wide scope or varieties of prayer found throughout scripture. Now, we know that in the Christian world today, there's a lot of acronyms for this idea of prayer as a reminder of some of these different ways to pray. For example, you probably have heard of the ACTS, where each of the letters represents a type of prayer. For example, ACTS meaning adoration, we're, we're to adore God, then we're to confess, then we're to give thanksgiving, and then supplication. Uh, there's one out there called pray, which makes sense if you're going to be praying, <laughs> but it would mean praise repent, ask, and then yield. Uh, Another one out there is heart. Honor God with praise, examine your life, ask for help or needs, requests for others, and then spend some time thanking God. Now, whether you use one of these kind of acronyms or not to remember some of these prayer types, we need to remember that if all we're doing is just giving God a list of things that we want or need, that that's really not all prayer is. There's so much more to this concept of prayer. So what I'd like to do in this episode is just give you five quick ideas or types of prayer that you can implement in your own prayer life. Now, several of these come from Philippians chapter four, verse six and seven. Paul writes in Philippians four, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In that passage, Paul talks about prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, and requests. And it just kind of shows that when we think about prayer, there's a lot more than just merely talking and giving God a list. So let's talk about some of these types of prayer. Now, they're in no particular order, but I just want you to hear them and just examine your own soul and say, okay, well, in my prayer life, do I have this element? Number one is the idea of supplication. Now, supplication is just maybe a big fancy term for making requests and petitions. Uh, For example, imagine there's this wife who goes to her husband and says, hey, honey, would you go to the store and buy some milk? See, that would be a supplication. It was a, it's a request. It's a petition. Now, when we come to God, a lot of times what most of us tend to do is focus just on this idea of supplication. Hey, God, I need this. God, could you do this? God, would you help poor Jimmy who broke his leg? And there's nothing wrong with praying that way. God wants to have fellowship and communication and intimacy with us. And as such, he delights in hearing the requests of his children. Just like a good father doesn't bemoan the fact that his child is asking for something, right? Our God delights in us asking him for things and he delights in giving. 
But remember that prayer is so much more than merely supplication. So make sure your prayer life has supplication where you're asking and you're talking to God about the requests and the petitions and the needs. But remember, that's only one part of it. I've talked about over these last couple of weeks, the fact that that God is a good shepherd. And one of the things a shepherd does for his sheep is that a shepherd provides protection, provision, and direction to his sheep. In other words, that's just what a good shepherd does. So we have to remember that if all we're doing with God is making a list of requests, well, that is something he's already in a position to do for us. And it is interesting to me, as I've said before, that most of our prayer life tends to focus on protection, provision, and direction. So rather than allowing our prayer life to be fully focused on this idea of supplication, let us add in some of these other elements, knowing that as a good shepherd, he is going to give us protection, provision, and direction. Again, he wants us to bring those requests to him, but that shouldn't be all that we're doing in our prayer time. So let me give you some other ideas or types of prayer that you can put into your prayer life. Number two is the idea of intercession. Intercession has this idea of one who stands in the gap. It it is someone who is taking their strength and allowing their strength to be poured out for the weak and the vulnerable and and the needy. And in other words, this idea of intercession, when we're talking about a prayer of intercession, is taking your strength and your position in Christ and turning outward and praying for other people. One way you see this is like in the book of James, it says that the prayer of faith or the prayer of the elders when it comes to this idea of healing. And what's amazing is that in that passage in James, the the Greek word is UK, it doesn't have this idea that, you know, the elders are coming and anointing with oil and they just pray once for healing, but it's actually, it's a position of faith in prayer. In fact, it's just, it's intercession. It's this idea that the elders are coming and they're going to stand in a position. They're going to take their strength and their position in Christ and going to say, all right, I'm going to be praying for this individual until there's a breaking forth. There's a lady at the church that I go to that has been dealing with some severe health issues for years. And we have been praying for her for well over a decade. And it's amazing to me that while we've seen kind of some ups and downs physically with her, that we as the pastoral team and and we as just the body of Christ are standing in a position of prayer. In other words, we are purposely reminding ourselves not to forget to be praying for her. That it's a position of intercession to say, God, we've yet to see the breakthrough but I am willing to stand and continually pray for this until there's a breaking through. One of my good friends gives the illustration of like a grappling hook. If you've ever seen those climbing grappling hooks, it's that thing you kind of swing and you kind of throw it up on a, on like a wall and then, or a tree or something and you, and you can climb it up. It has like that, you know, the backwards hook. And in some sense, intercession is us taking a grappling hook, throwing it up to heaven, and then we kind of yank on the rope. Well, what happens if God doesn't answer after the first yank? Does that mean we just stop praying? No, we stand in a position of intercession. We keep pulling on that rope until we see the breaking through or until God gives an answer or until he says, no, not now, or no, that's actually not how I'm going to answer that request. But intercession is this idea that I'm turning outward and I'm using my strength and my energy and my focus For the people around me. Another type of prayer that needs to be a part of your prayer life is this idea of 
thanksgiving. It's amazing how often we go about our day and we forget to thank God for all that he is doing and has done and is going to continue to do in these days to come. That this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and give thanks for it. That what would it look like if my whole life was a declaration of thanksgiving? That I'm giving God thanks for that which he has done. And not just being general, like, well, God, thanks for saving my life, but being specific. God, I really thank you for yesterday's sunrise. It was so beautiful. Lord, thank you that you gave me victory over that temptation. Lord, thank you for encouraging little Jimmy when he broke his leg and the fact that he is smiling even in the midst of the pain that he's going through. See, your whole life should be one of thanksgiving. Something I've been finding rather convicting is that in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, Paul is talking about the conversation and the difference between the conversation, the communication of the world and the communication of the kingdom of God. And he mentions that the communication of, of the world is perverseness and, you know, just perverse talking and coarse jesting, which is a great way to summarize the conversation of the world. But he says that the conversation of those in the kingdom of God is that of thanksgiving, that our normal communication should be in, in such a way that we are always giving thanks. In fact, that terminology, give thanks always, is found several times throughout scripture. That it's a, it's a realization of all that God has done and realizing that I am undeserving of all that God has done for me. And as such, I need to live in a position of, wow, God, you are so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So when you come into prayer, what would it look like to spend some time and not just go through your list of requests, but begin to thank God for what he is doing? God, thank you that you've sustained me over COVID. Thank you that you've you know, given me a job or thank you that you've provided for my family or thank you that I can have peace when the rest of the world is living in worry and fear. And if I can encourage you, there is nothing too big and there is nothing too small to give God thanks for. If he is the creator of the universe, well, let us thank him for the immensity of the universe, but let us thank him for the, for the profundity of an ant. In other words, what would it look like if everything that was happening in your life was really turned in this idea of thanksgiving back toward God, which takes us to the fourth type of prayer, which is this idea of praise. In other words, it's not just giving him thanks, but then praising him and allowing this adoration and worship to come out of your life for what he is doing. It's praising God for who he is and what he has done and for all of his incredible promises. One of the things that I've been doing in my prayer life over this last year is just spending time pondering the attributes of God. That in in my prayer time, it's just like, God, I just want to remind myself that you are Jehovah Jireh, that you are the God who provides, right? You, you are Jehovah Rapha. You're the God who heals. You are good and you are great. And that in you is the fullness of joy. And as I begin to rehearse the character and the attributes of just who God is, I cannot help but give him praise for that. And then what begins to happen is, as you begin to ponder who he is, you begin to remind yourself of all that he has done. That it's not just that he has saved us. I mean, that is phenomenal, but that he has saved us, but then he's bringing about sanctification in our life. He's 
bringing about a greater restoration and healing that he's given us forgiveness. Yes. But then he's also given us victory and triumph in Christ Jesus, that we no longer have to be pushed around by sin, that we can actually walk in Jesus, this triumphant one, that he has conquered sin, death, and the grave. And there's so many great promises and declarations of what he has done, that you can remind yourself of the promises that he will come again. He will restore all things. And as you begin to ponder who he is and what he has done and and all of his great and precious promises, as the writer of Hebrews reminds us, then we cannot help but glorify him and worship him. So let us spend time in our prayer lives in thanksgiving and praise and worship for he is worthy. As I often have quoted on this podcast, Romans eleven thirty six. for from him and through him and to him are all things for his praise and glory. Amen. See, let us never forget the wonder and the majesty of our great God. Well, another form of prayer that maybe sounds a little abnormal is this idea of fellowship. See, sometimes all we really need to do in our prayer time is just be quiet and just have time of communion and relationship and intimacy and fellowship with the God of the universe. It's like a husband and a wife just spending time and enjoying each other's just presence and and cultivating that relationship and depth of intimacy. See, it's not just always talking, but it's just sometimes just being together. It's that idea that all throughout my day, what would it look like if I never had a moment where I was in disfellowship with God, that I was always in unity. I was always just having this obsession, this passion, this, this longing for more of him that as Paul says that I can pray without ceasing, which doesn't mean I'm just mumbling underneath my breath all the time. Jesus, 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 oh Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But it's this idea that I'm having this constant communion and fellowship and intimacy with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And if he does, in fact, indwell my life via his spirit, which he does biblically, well, then I can carry on a constant conversation that as I'm driving down the road, I can be talking to Jesus. I can be like, wow, God, look look at your amazing creation or God, I'm about to go into this meeting. Could you somehow go before me and give me the words to say? And would you soften hearts? Lord, I'm at the checkout counter and I've got about 30 seconds with the cashier. Could you somehow put an encouraging word in my heart that I could encourage this person and and somehow be able to speak forth truth and point to you so that they would know that you are the God of the universe, that they could hear the heart of the gospel and that somehow even in this short conversation, they would be pressed under the realities of Jesus Christ. See, what if just the undertone of your whole life was one of fellowship? And it's not just, I have to fill every moment with talking. Sometimes it's just basking in his presence and just living in the wonder of who he is and marveling at the reality of his creation. Now, if you want to take some of these ideas deeper, I've either given other podcasts or written some stuff on these ideas, and you can find out a whole list of links to some of these other materials where you can take these ideas deeper by going to the show notes for this episode at deeperchristian.com forward slash 170 for episode 170. But can I just encourage you that in your prayer life, don't just let your prayer life be a list of needs and requests and, you know, God, I want this, 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 and this. Delight yourself in the Lord. He longs to have relationship and intimacy and fellowship with you. So spend time, yeah, praying for yourself, but more so praying for the people around you. 
and take the strength that God has deposited within you and turn it outward. Spend time thanking him and praising him for who he is and what he has done and his great and precious promises. And don't forget that your prayer life, though I would encourage you to have a specific time of prayer that you're spending exclusively focused upon him every single day. Remember that it's not that we just, you know, leave our prayer closet, quote unquote, slam the door and lock God in there and go about our day, but that we should have fellowship and communion with Jesus all throughout the day because he lives inside of us via his spirit. And if I can just close with Paul's exhortation to us again from Philippians 4, 6 through 7, Paul says, be anxious for nothing. And that's a hard declaration. But when you realize what he's actually saying, the reason I can be anxious for nothing, the reason I don't have to live in fear or in worry is because I can take everything to God in prayer. So be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What a privilege we as believers have to be able to talk with, but even more so have intimacy with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe. Let us not take prayer lightly. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. Again, for a list of those five types of prayer that I mentioned, which by the way, it's not exhaustive. There are other types. But for details of those, as well as other resources to take those deeper, please visit the show notes at deeperchristian.com forward slash 170 for episode 170. And until next time, know I am cheering you on and I'm praying for you as you build your life around Jesus Christ.